Hey, y'all, and welcome to Not Your Normal Read. This is Reed Jones, and if you're listening to this, welcome back to the podcast. It has been quite a while since I have done a podcast. Um, I think the last time I did a podcast was actually talking about the 2021 NBA Finals and considering that we are more almost halfway through the 21 to 22 season. I think it was time to pick back up the microphone. Um, I've been being semi-active on Twitter, um, still, you know, conversing with people, some of my friends, you know, shout out Alex, Jordan, Jackson, Mars, Rashad Phillips, so on and so forth. Um, But yeah, I think it's time to make the comeback. Um, I think that it's just time that my voice is heard. And obviously, if it's being heard through the headphones or speaker that you're listening to, because again, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is the first one of 2022, and we are going to be doing a lot more this year. The goal is one to three podcasts every week for this year, including some special interviews. So stay tuned. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, We'll do the all-star picks first. So in case you don't know, the first round of the all-star game uh, voting results came back and they were pretty shocking. So we're going to start with the West in the front court going from one to 10 of the most votes. You have LeBron, Jokic, Paul George as your top three. And then following them are Wiggins, Draymond, AD, Cat, Carmelo Anthony, Rudy Gobert, and DeAndre Ayton. And then for the guards, Again, one through 10, you have Steph, Luca, Ja, Clay, Booker, CP3, Donovan Mitchell, Dame, Russ, and Ant. Um, some of the surprises Clay Thompson is fourth. And as of this recording, he hasn't even played a game. Um, he's over Devin Booker, Chris Paul, so on and so forth. The other surprise is um, in the front court. Andrew Wiggins at four and Carmelo Anthony at eight. Now I know someone on Twitter, I forget who um, made a very good point that when voting for the all-star game, when you go into vote, it's ranked by points per game. So Wiggins may be coming up before some people um, in terms of points, you know, he'd be above Gobert, he'd be above um, DeAndre Ayton, so on and so forth. And especially, he'd definitely be over Draymond as he's averaging 11 more points than Draymond. And, you know, people in their mindset are thinking, oh, we're getting Warriors. But, you know, no knock against Wiggins. He's been phenomenal. But I don't know, you know, he's even borderline all-star level. We'll get into that later. But is he good enough to be fourth in league voting? And especially with Paul George um, missing time, um, the fact is Wiggins could get more votes and, you know, the, the starters of the all-star game are picked by fans and then the rest are picked by the coaches and players. Um, it'd just be really surprising to see Wiggins get over and then Carmelo Anthony um, being eighth kind of in that, you know, Dirk Nowitzki role where it's like, Hey, the play isn't really there, but even then Dirk was putting up better numbers than Melo is now. And at least Dirk was also starting. So going to the East first returns in the front court, one through 10, we have KD, Giannis, and Bede. pretty simple 
pretty expected. Then we have Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Bam, Miles Bridges, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nikola Vucevic. Um, and then guards, again, 1 through 10. DeRozan, Harden, Trey, Levine, LaMelo, Kyrie, D-Rose, Tyler Harrow, Garland, and Van Fleet. So the takeaways from this is, first of all, what the actual hell is Tyler Harrow doing above Darius Garland and Fred Van Fleet? I am indifferent on Tyler Harrow. I think he's a good player. I think he gets, you know, a little too much overhype, but at the same time gets underrated in a way, if that makes any sense. But you're putting him over Garland and Van Fleet just playing wrong. And then for Derrick Rose and Kyrie to be at six and seven, I mean, that's six, seven, eight is Kyrie, Derrick Rose, and Tyler Hara. Kyrie has played in one game. Derrick Rose has been inconsistent this year, coming off the bench, starting, whatever. And Tyler Hero is just Tyler Hero. When you look at the Darius Garlands and the Fred Van Fleets, and not even considering that people like a Bradley Beal or a Drew Holiday are even in this top 10. And in the front court, um, the first seven, the first seven pot, I could, I guess eight makes sense. Um, you know, the top, the top five, especially you have KD, Giannis, MB, Tatum, and Butler. Pretty simple. Jared Allen, you know, thank you for all these voters recognizing the Cavs and giving them the credit where it's due. Bam, um, you know, just missed a lot of time, but when he has played, has been great. Miles Bridges definitely um, is getting attention because not only is he just a highlight guy now, he's putting up, you know, 21 and seven. And so, yeah, so that is the first returns. And going off of that, I am actually going to go ahead and announce as of today, January 8th, 2022, my all-star picks. So we are going to start with the starters for each and then go to the reserves. So starting in the East in the backcourt, we have Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan as your starting backcourt. And in the front court, we have Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. So, DeMar DeRozan, he's basically been playing the three to four for the Bulls, but he's being listed as a guard. Um, regardless, I think, get it regardless, um, DeMar has definitely been good enough to start in the All-Star game. The question is, I think they kind of classified him as a guard considering that he was always classified as a shooting guard, small forward for a majority of his career. And then especially if you look at his basketball reference um, position breakdown, he's played the majority of his minutes at the three um, when they have a fully healthy lineup. Um, and then spending a lot of time at the four since Patrick Williams went down because then like, you know, people like Caruso or Javante green has slid into the starting lineup for Chicago, but regardless for the all-star ballot, the NBA is listing DeMar DeRozan as a guard, and he is getting in. If he was listed as a forward, I'd probably actually slide Embiid out just because of, of missed time from Embiid, um, even though Embiid has been a top 10 player, you know, MVP candidate when he plays, has been on a tear. And for Trey Young, um, the Hawks aren't doing very well. They, um, you know, are right now even – right outside of the play-in at 17 and 21. They're 12th in the East. And Betray has been better than he was last year. He's putting up 28, 4, and 9 on 
48% shooting, almost 90 at the line, and almost 40 from three. And regardless, he just put up 56 and 14. If that's not telling you that he's the best point guard in the East, um, then what's he? Why wouldn't he be starting? But either way, if he wasn't starting, um, he'd be the first reserve for me. Um, and you know, if if not Trey, I'd have Levine for a full Bulls backcourt. But I just think that Trey has deserves to be the starter. Um, so like I said with Demar, he's been putting up twenty seven five and five. He had back to back game winners. For could be first team All NBA. If not, he's at least second team. I mean, it's absurd. People were calling him one of the worst off season signings, if not the worst off season signings. I don't know why they were saying that because I really do think that like you know he was kind of like that Chris Paul acquisition in terms like of a veteran that can just come in and give a young score like Zach Levine was to Devin Booker, that boost in that veteran mentality. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Chris Paul and DeMar are on the same, you know, tier or pathway and everything. I'm not saying Chicago is going to make the finals, even though that they are number one in the East at 26 and 10, but you get the point. Um, Giannis and KD, I mean, right now, they're the two best players in the league. Um, so obviously they're going to start Giannis putting up 28, 11 and six, KD putting up 38 and six and Embiid putting up 27, 11 and four on insane, um, shooting splits for a big and giving you that all, all defense, um, when he is healthy. So, like I said, for the reserves, we're going to go ahead and, and get in the reserves for the East. I was going to do the starters, but I'm actually just going to go ahead and get the full East out of the way. Um, I've already said that Zach Levine is my first reserve. Again, he's on the best team in the East. He's been putting up 26, 5, and 4. Um, he did miss some time, which allowed DeMar to kind of um, bolster his resume. But Levine has been phenomenal this year, showing that, um, you know, when people were saying two years ago or even last year, empty stats, it's, it's false. Um, Harden is getting um, the second of the three backup – reserve guard positions um he's been a little down this season he's picked it up lately but again brooklyn is second in the east at 24 and 13 and harden's putting up 22 8 and 10 it's lower numbers for harden but still all-star numbers when you compare to everyone else um and getting that final reserve guard spot i have fred van fleet of the toronto raptors he has basically been the steady hand for them you know, OG Anubi has missed time. Pascal Siakam missed the beginning of the season. Scotty Barnes has been in and out. They have had numerous COVID, um, like people missing time for COVID. But Fred Van Fleet has been that steady hand at 22 points, five rebounds, seven and assists. Last night, he scored 17 straight points by himself. Um, he outscored the entire Utah Jazz in a three-minute span. Um, and, you know, he's been... He's still all defense. I think one of my favorite things about Fred Van Fleet is he was kind of just this, like, you know, this good player, and then he just become this unexpected playoff hero and just hasn't fallen off since. And then, so that is my backup guard spots moving into the forwards. I know we're getting through this pretty quick. I'm sorry about that, but there's just a lot to talk about. Um, we are going to discuss a little more once we get to, like, the snubs and the wild cards and other stuff, but overall, I think this is pretty simple. Um, for the forwards, my first one, I have, I do indeed have Jared Allen. 
Um, the Cavs have been one of the biggest surprises of the season. They're currently sixth in the standings in the Eastern Conference. A lot of people, including myself, thought that they would be one of the lower echelon teams of the East, but Jared Allen has been such a bright spot, proving again why Cleveland, of all people, has won the Brooklyn, um, Houston, Cleveland, James Harden package trade. Of Jared Allen is averaging 17, 11, and 2, and it's not just dunks. Um, he's been showing some pretty good signs of post-ups, not really as much. It still really is a lot of dunks as obviously indicated by his 72% field goal percentage. But the fact is he's been playing incredible defense. He is definitely their best defensive anchor. You know, you can argue Mobley, but I, I would argue Allen. And he's one of the best rebounders in the league. And he's shown significant signs of improvement. And I do think that if you're going to have to pick one calf between the three of them, I'd rank, you know, of Allen, Allen, Garland, and Mobley, I would rank it in that order of who's deserving of an all-star spot, Allen, Garland, and Mobley. So for the other forward spot, for the last forward spot for the reserves, you know, we have a lot of candidates. We have, you know, the two Celtics, Jimmy Butler, Sabonis, Miles Bridges, if we want to get down into it, and plenty more. But at the end of the day, I'm picking Jason Tatum. Um, you know, these backup spots are picked by the players and coaches. I do think that they have a lot of respect for Tatum. And, you know, even though the Celtics are currently 11th in the East, um, at 18 and 21 after the game winner of R.J. Barrett the other day, bing bong, um, they are now below the Knicks. But Tatum's putting up 26, 8 and 4. Um, and like I said, I think the coaches and players are just going to put them in. So for the final two wild card spots, um, this was so those the starting the starting um, players for the East as well as the three reserve guards and the two reserve forwards were kind of easy for me, but these last two spots for the East really came down to seven people for me, um, and those seven were Demontis Sabonis, Drew Holiday, Darius Garland, Lamella Ball, Jimmy Butler. Bradley Beal and Jalen Brown. So, first of all, my first wild card pick is indeed Drew Holiday. Um, putting up 18, 5, and 7. He's one of the 10 best defensive players in the league. Probably the best defensive guard, you know, him or Gary Payton the second, if we want to get into it. But 18, 5, and 7 on the third. Best team in the East at 26 and 15, the Milwaukee Bucks are. And I think, you know, I think the top three teams in both conferences are going to end up having two all-stars. And for the Bucks, it comes down to Holiday and Middleton. And I do think that Holiday has been a little better than Middleton this year, um, as opposed to last year, um, just because of his defense. And he, when Giannis missed some time, and Middleton has missed some time. Drew Holiday has played phenomenal. Um, I mean, really, since Thanksgiving, Drew Holiday, if you look at it, has put up 22-5-9 and nine with, you know, incredible defense on really efficient shooting. So that's why Drew Holiday gets in for me, um, just rewarding, you know, some of the better teams in the, in the league. Sorry, that's just how I feel. And then for that last spot, um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say these four players didn't get it for me. DeMontis Sabonis, you know, putting up 19 and 12, but the Pacers are 14 and 25. And I don't really know if Sabonis moves the needle for me, for the coaches and players while they're, you know, he's putting up the numbers, but it's not really coming out to wins. Um, Jalen Brown has missed a lot of time, but again, the Celtics, I don't think, I think, it only only one of the Celtics of the Jays are going to get get in. I do think it's Tatum. Bradley Beal started off the season uh, poorly, but has really picked it up. And then Jimmy Butler has missed a lot of time and is currently getting a lot of time. Now, any of these guys can definitely get in as you know injured reserve or injured replace injury replacements, especially when you factor in all the COVID. Um, cases and everything that we've had this year they can definitely get in so the final two came down to Darius Garland and LaMelo Ball for me um Garland is on the Cavs that I again I said there are six at 22 and 17 in the east and he's putting up 23 and 7 and LaMelo is on the Hornets who are only eighth at 2019 so only two games separate them LaMelo is averaging 19 7 and 8 I do think LaMelo is more important to Charlotte but ultimately I ended up going with Darius Garland um, and there was one stat that really kind of did it for me. When LaMelo Ball is on the floor, the Hornets have been plus 20 this season. When Darius Garland is on the floor, the Cavaliers have been plus 256. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that should need further discussion when they're averaging similar points and assists. And of course, LaMelo is going to have more rebounds. He has a bigger role for the Charlotte. Um, there's, you know, not the Jared Allens and Evan Mobley's running around um, to snag all the boards for Garland, who also is, you know, six, six, one, six, two. So, but plus 256 versus plus 20, I do think that has just shown that Garland has been super important to the Cavs' success as that steady point guard. So to break it down, my Eastern Conference All-Stars are Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid for the starters. And my reserves are Zach Levine, James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, Jared Allen, Jason Tatum, Darius Garland, and Drew Holiday. Moving into the West now, we're going to start with the starters. Backcourt, this was probably the easiest for me out of all the starters for the East and West, whether it's backcourt or frontcourt. Stephen Curry and John Morant. I mean, Steph, you know, has played a little poorly lately, but 27, five and six on the second best team in the West at 29 and nine. Um, he's he's going to get it. Like, it's not even a question that he's a starter. He's a top four player in the league right now. Top four to five MVP candidates, so on and so forth. John Morant. Um, the Grizzlies are the biggest surprise in the West this year, possibly the biggest surprise in the league, if I'm being honest, just because they are two to three years ahead of schedule. Shout out Alex Winton, um, my, my Grizzlies fan friend, and Rashad Phillips, my Ja Morant prophet. Um, but again, Ja Morant is averaging 25, 6, and 7. Sure, you can point that he's he missed 12 games, but when he has played, the Grizzlies – have been phenomenal. They did have a great record when he missed, but they're even better when he's playing. Since he's played, they've been the Suns and the Warriors, and 
They're the fourth best team in the West. And John Morant is averaging 25, 6, and 7. When you look at the other guards, I think that he's just been overall better as an individual, which the All-Star game rewards. So for the front court for the West, we have obviously LeBron and Nikola Jokic. LeBron putting up 29, 7, and 7. The Lakers are now sixth in the West after at some points being out of the play-in at 21 and 19. And Nikola Jokic just carrying the Nuggets to the seventh seed right now at 19 and 18 on 26, 14, and seven, following up his MVP year last year with an even better season. Uh, yeah, he's going to get in. And then, believe it or not, my last front court, the second center in this, you could argue third with LeBron playing small ball center, basically. Um, but Rudy Gobert, Say what you want about him. 15, 15, and one on the third seed in the West, uh, 28 and 11. Again, putting up phenomenal defense, a defensive player of the year candidate, so on and so forth. So, yeah, that is my um, starters for the West. We have Steph, Jaw, LeBron, Jokic, and Gobert. So, going into the reserves for the guards, the three guards, pretty simple. I have the two, the Suns backcourt in Donovan Mitchell, uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell. Chris Paul putting up 14, 4, and 10, and Booker putting up 24, 6, and 5. They are the best team in the league right now, record wise, at 30 and 8. Pretty simple. And then Donovan Mitchell is the head of the number one offense in the league in the Utah Jazz. And he's also putting up 26, 4, and 5, having his best season to date of his career. Pretty easy reserve guard picks for me. Um, the Fords backup reserves for the West is where it gets interesting. Um, you know, you have people like your, you know, Anthony Davises have missed time. You have people on your bad teams like your Brandon Ingrams and Anthony Edwards and stuff. And then, you know, you have your other people in, um, on better teams like Luca. Draymond, you know, Wiggins, even Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George. I did end up going Paul George and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I do know that both of them are tied. Both teams, the Clippers and the Timberwolves, are tied with a record of 19 and 20. Not the best, but when, th- when Paul George has played, he's been phenomenal kind of having to do it all for the Clippers, considering that when, that like their second best player this season is like, Reggie Jackson, but he's been putting up 25, 7, and 6 with the defense that we've always gone from Paul George. And Carl Anthony Towns has put up 24, 9, and 4. Um, and like I said, the right now the Timberwolves are at, tied for the eighth, ninth um, spot in the West, which means that they are in a play-in game. And I do think that Carl Anthony Towns just has the respect and the numbers to get in. So for our final two spots for the wild cards in the West, it does come down to seven players for me. And those seven are DeJounte Murray, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, and Brandon Ingram. Um, I did end up picking Luka Doncic and Draymond Green. Now, Luka is averaging 25-8-9. He has missed some time. He has been inconsistent this year. He has been a problem for Dallas in terms of his conditioning and, you know, what shape he's in. But 25, 8, and 9, 
We, we all know how much the media, the players, the coaches, they all love Luca. He's getting in. So it really came down to the last spot for me. Um, just to eliminate some people, Brandon Ingram, 23, 6, and 5. New Orleans has only won 14 games. Sorry, Ingram. Damian Lillard, 24, 4, and 7. The Trailblazers have also only won 14 games. Damian Lillard does have the stats and the respect, but I don't think that those stats have been quite um, related to hit the record as it has been in years past for Dame. So he's missing. Um, DeJounte Murray at 18, 8, and 9, as much as I would want to put him in, I just don't think that he's going to get in over uh, these other people, over these last three. So the last three for me were Anthony Davis, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond. AD has missed too much time, even though he's put up 23, 10, and 5. Um, I just think that he's missed too many games. So it really came down to Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, and I went with Draymond. Um, Draymond is the playmaker, defensive anchor of the number two team in the league, the Warriors. He's Yeah, he's putting up 8-8-8, eight, eight, and eight, but an incredible defense. But, like, Andrew Wiggins, you know, I put in Draymond just because I do think that he's the Warriors' second-best player. It's quite evident. We do know that he is loved by the coaches and players in the league, so I think he's going to get in. And I, I saw a lot of people arguing, oh, is Andrew Wiggins going to be the third? Like, the Warriors are so good, they got to get a third All-Star. It's like, well, first of all, if we're going third All-Star for good teams, then DeAndre Ayton has a better case over Andrew Wiggins. If you're going to leave, like, someone like Luka or, like, you know, if Carl Anthony Towns doesn't even get the reserve spot and you put DeAndre Ayton in over Carl Anthony Towns. Because for the th- three best teams in the league, um, in terms of the West, I mean, my bad. Um, it's Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah. The third best players for each of those teams, DeAndre Ayton, Andrew Wiggins, and Boyan Bogdanovich. Like, Ayton is easily the best player of the three, has the best stats, and is on the better team. And for Andrew Wiggins, 19-5-2 is pretty comparable to Boyan Bogdanovich. So it's like, oh, well, guess what? The Jazz are the number one offense, so why are you going to put in Bojan? So, again, that is my Western Conference all-star picks. Um, to break it down, it was Steph Curry, Jean Morant, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, and Luka Doncic. So the last thing I kind of want to say on this podcast – hold on a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um And for people that don't know, I live in Harrisburg, Virginia. It is currently 20 degrees outside, and we have about seven inches of snow. So, yeah. Um, But I kind of wanted to talk about my current MVP ladder. Um, Every week on the podcast, I am going to talk about my MVP picks, like standings. So I'm going to do – I know people do 10, but since this is the first one, I'm just going to do my top five. Excuse me. Um, oh, I feel better. So right now, my top five MVPs candidates are Giannis Ndekumpo at one, Kevin Durant at two, Nikola Jokic at three, Steph Curry at four, and LeBron James at five. Um, you know, the five best players in the league. Um, Giannis, um, 
you know, originally it was Steph. Steph has been downright awful. I mean, that's really the best word to use for him. Downright awful since basically we started talking about him getting ready to surpass Ray Allen for the three-point record. But the Warriors, just because of their system and people like Jordan Poole stepping up, Andrew Wiggins, Gary Payton II, Draymond, so on and so forth, he's been able to um, still win games. Um, LeBron, 29-7-7, you know, in his last, like, I think it was like 12 games. Well, first of all, he's leading the league in 30-point games. But in his last, like, 14 games, he's averaging, like, 32.5 points. Um, And as basically, like, willing the Lakers to a play-in, a play-in spot currently. Um, But I just don't think that, like, the record's there for them. Um, Nikola Jokic, same he has better stats than LeBron, ever being honest, 26, 14, and 7. He's the reigning MVP. And he is, in terms of like most valuable, like if you took Jokic off the Nuggets with their current roster with, with missing Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, like the Nuggets are a bottom four to five team in the West. But right now he has them at the seventh best team. So, and again, 26, 14, and 7. The other night he put up a 2020 and almost double digit assists. I mean, Nikola Jokic getting in shape because of the quarantine and him getting COVID, like him losing the weight is going to be one of the most underrated storylines of the last 25 years in the NBA. I mean, look at his basketball reference page, look at his stats and you can see when he loses the weight and when he gets in shape. And I mean, like, think about it. Like Jokic before, we had it like the league shut down in 2020 was great. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, you know, he's like not as good as Embiid, but he's in that Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert uh, range of centers. And then, um, you know, yeah, he's a good playmaker, but I don't know. But as soon as the bubble started back, I mean, like, first of all, him and Jamal Murray went nuclear, but I mean, since then he's had a Western conference finals appearance, a MVP, first-team All-NBA, and is going to be first-team All-NBA again this year. With all due respect to Joel Embiid, um, he's just got better numbers, um, and he's, you know, in shape. So it comes down to really Giannis and KD for me. Um, KD is averaging 38-6. and six. Giannis is averaging 28-11-6. The Nets currently are above the Bucks in the standings, but last night, the Bucks absolutely stomped on the Nets with missing six of their players. They were missing Drew Holiday, George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Dante DiVincenzo, Grayson Allen, you know, and they absolutely stomped them. Giannis put up 31-9-7, and, and KD did put up his stats too, but KD is averaging 38-6 and six on second in the second in the league in minutes while Giannis is putting up 28, 11 and six while he's 65th in the league in um, minutes. And Giannis is having better defense. And I do think that by the end of the season, the bucks are just going to be better than the nets um, record wise. If they don't even reclaim number one over Chicago, because considering right now they're, Third in the East and only two and a half games back, and the Bulls are about to go on a really tough eight-game stretch, which includes playing the Bucks. Because um, the 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 
uh, Bulls, excuse me, sorry. Both teams start with BU. Uh, the Bulls are 25 and 10 this year, but they're they're um, 11 and six against like really good above 500 teams. Um, so I do think that Giannis is the current MVP um, candidate. Um, so yeah, so basically that was the show. We did our All Star picks. We did the MVP uh, standings and. And you should see another podcast every either Monday or Tuesday. Well, the next podcast is going to be Monday or Tuesday. So from now on, start expecting anywhere from two to three podcasts a week. Um, definitely, I'm going to be trying to do one every Saturday. Um, kind of a week recap of the news. Um, and, you know, if there's any big trade, you know, if Ben Simmons somehow immediately gets traded or the Celtics split up Tatum and Brown, because we're going to definitely talk about that on the next episode, the Celtics current position and everything. We are going to have an emergency podcast, but yeah, um, you know, stay tuned. I'm going to be breaking down more games, more news, um, having some discussions, doing some interviews with some friends of mine and some semi uh not semi what am i saying um doing some interviews with some friends some uh interviews with some big names i know that i'm definitely getting my guys rashad phillips max van auken and logan murdoch of the ringer on this podcast sometime soon we're definitely going to do a grizzlies breakdown with alex winton we're going to talk about the net situation with mars and Definitely having my boys, Jackson Hawk and Jordan Foote, on. And so, yeah, thank you again. Oh, and Jordan Alexander for the Bucks because we're Bucks fans. Bucks and six. Jordan, you know what I'm talking about, man. Uh, RIP Boogie Cousins in terms of his time on the Bucks. We're going to miss him. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm back. Uh, 2022 is going to be the year that I really, really hopefully can accomplish a lot of the things that I have set out to do. I am only 20 years old. Um, you know, I've got good connections on Twitter, um, great people that I have met. Um, I've already interviewed Kendrick Perkins. I talked to Rashad Phillips all the time. Um, what more can I say? Life is good right now. School's out. Gary, start back up. So, Thank you for listening to Not Your Normal Read, and stay tuned for more. Thank you, guys.